what is going on everybody welcome back to the big dudes in the trenches on this thursday episode as we're live right now of course if you're listening to us on audio this is at least saturday for you so plenty of games for you to be watching right now what are you doing listening to us hopefully it's before game time starts uh you'll notice but, but always please listen to us well yeah but you know if if you have to choose between us and actual football games I understand. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, you will notice that Bug is not with us. It's just me and Tug right now. You're probably going to have to get used to a little bit of a rotation of characters over the next few weeks as uh, Uncle Sam has decided that Bug and Tug need to be doing other things. I Luckily, I think I'm here longer. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm here longer than I That's uh, East through Thanksgiving. Unless my internet doesn't really, decide to agree with me. Yeah, I was about to say that's really fascinating. I wish we could hear what you were saying. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I think what's going to have to happen, as Tug is still getting some technology to help with uh, this internet issue, we're going to get that Monday, sorted out. Monday. But in the meantime, I think I'm going to have to be our main news reader guy talk will interject as the internet allows and uh, <laughs> hey you in the chat interject as well if you can we certainly appreciate you watching us live here so yeah we're heading into week nine in the nfl i guess let's start there uh just past the trade deadline so a lot of huge deals i have these kind of in order that they happened but I don't know if you want to interject at any time and just talk about the big ones. That's <laughs> certainly fine too. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, of course, moved from the Detroit Lions to the Minnesota Vikings in division. Um, honestly, Vikings not giving up a ton here. They're kind of just moving down two rounds this year and one round next year. So I understand that as far as getting a franchise tight end at this point with Irv Smith out. Kind of sucks when he was a top 10 pick in Detroit, though. This is the only value you're getting. It's tough, but the most surprising thing to me here is not that they moved him. I get it. Uh, The most surprising thing to me is that they allowed it in division. Um, I mean, to me, Dolphins fan, uh, there's very few trades, if any, I would actually make with the Patriots, the Bills, or the Jets. Um Man, this is going to be a tough pill to swallow for for the Viking, uh, not for the Viking, for for long the other one. <laughs> that is a fantastic point. I wish we could hear it. Uh, moving on, the Chicago Bears did acquire a new wide receiver. Uh, Chase Claypool is heading over from the Pittsburgh Steelers. All it took was a second round pick. Uh, kind of a big price to pay for Chase Claypool at this point, especially when you consider the Cleveland Browns got Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick. Kind of insane. Uh, I I understand you needed somebody, but, man, there had to be some better option than using a second-round pick on Chase Claypool. Well, and the worst part is it wasn't even their or it wasn't even the, the second round pick they had just acquired. It's actually going to be a higher second round pick. 
Um, Which is the only way they got him, too, because apparently the Packers also offered a second-round pick, and the Steelers said, well, the Bears are going to finish the year worse. We'll take the higher pick. Yeah. I <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm surprised they went. I love that they got Justin Fields some help. I just I hope Chase Claypool can continue upwards. Uh, I just it's tough, man. It's tough. I hope he actually counts as help. Honestly, <laughs> we'll see what he's able to do. Um, the biggest trade of the trade deadline day, definitely the Dolphins acquisition of Bradley Chubb. Uh, also got a 2025 fifth round pick in exchange for a first round pick this year and a fourth round pick next year and running back Chase Edmonds. Now, if you didn't know, the Dolphins don't have their own first round pick this year because it got taken away from them by the NFL. So that pick came from the 49ers as part of the Trey Lance trade last year. And, you know, turning a pick that, you know, you didn't necessarily need that high into Bradley Chubb and all sorts of more pieces you already have. That's kind of, it's kind of a great long-term outlook of the, how this deal worked out for the dolphins. Uh, I will say before you dive in here, Tug, that they immediately signed Bradley Chubb to a big extension, uh, five years, 110 million, which makes his total team control. Now this year's 119. Uh, that's a lot of money for a guy that I don't consider to be that good, 110 million good. You know, he's uh he's a solid player. We'll see we'll see what he's capable of. I I think across from Jalen Phillips is going to be really good for him. Uh he his best years uh, were when one he was the um Am, am I coming through clear right now? Because if not, this I, I don't know. Um, Literally, as you said that, you are, but your point did not come through clear. I understand what you meant, though. Cool. When he's healthy and playing the, with somebody good, he's great. Cool. Um, my big thing with this is now we can actually see the full terms of the Laramie Tunsil trade, and it is easy to yeah. see that Miami won that, and it all started because of a gas mask, a uh, gas mask bong. Uh, the Dolphins turned Laramie Tunsil what looked like them in 2019 as an absolutely off-the-wall trade. Why would you do that? Uh, they turned it into uh, Tua. Well, no, they had that pick for Tua. But they, they turned it into Jalen Waddell. They turned it into Noah Igbenogany. They turned it into um, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill and no, Bradley Chubb. That absolutely insane. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> Sounds pretty decent. Uh, and Larry Tunsil is not helping the Texans win, tell you that much. Um, next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers back at it again, acquiring a defensive back this time from the Washington Commanders. Apparently, apparently William Jackson III was going to be cut if he couldn't get moved. So the Steelers just flip a seventh round pick, I believe, so that they get first crack at him. They don't have to outbid anybody. And I definitely understand that. They needed the cornerback help. William Jackson was great in Cincinnati. We'll see if he can pick it back up. Now that he's back in the AFC North. Um, 
Next up, we have the Dolphins getting a running back replacement for Chase Edmonds. Jeff Wilson coming over from the 49ers, rejoining with Mostert, rejoining with his former offensive coordinator and now the Dolphins head coach, Mike McDaniel. Uh, makes a ton of sense to me. No, no it makes <laughs> a huge amount of sense. Yeah. Absolutely makes a huge amount of sense. Probably the second biggest deal of the trade deadline day was the Jaguars trade for Calvin Ridley, which is crazy for so many reasons right now. You have to first consider that Calvin Ridley is still suspended at least through the end of this season. And then consider that the reason he's suspended is because he was betting on his team at the time, the Falcons, against the Jaguars. And now he got traded to the Jaguars. <laughs> So this is a really weird draft pack package of picks that is being traded. There are so many conditions on all of this. In theory, it could be as much as a second and a fifth, I believe. It's probably not going to end up being that much. It's possible. We'll see. He needs to make a, there needs to be a few things happen for that to get to that point. I think based off the conditions that second round pick, if it happens would be in like 2025. So the way it, the trade is structured, it is a great deal for the Jaguars because if you can get him on the roster and he's healthy and he signs a long-term extension, it's definitely worth a second round pick. So it's a good deal for the Jags. The Falcons probably just trying to offload him at this point. He wasn't ever going to play for the Falcons again. Yeah. So they got what they could. This probably is the best possible scenario for both teams. No, I, I agree completely. This is absolutely huge. Um, it doesn't seem like it on the surface, but like you said, it it's a fresh start for Calvin. It's a solid deal for the Jags, and the, the Falcons get to move on from what they probably view as a wasted first-round pick. Next up, we have... The Buffalo Bills acquiring Naheem Hines from the Indianapolis Colts. They traded Zach Moss and a conditional sixth round pick to get him done. Uh, Naheem Hines is definitely better than Zach Moss, tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he solves all the Bills running back problems, but it's a it's a step. And then adding on to the offensive woes for the Indianapolis Colts. No, it's Colts. definitely the right direction. I don't know if it's so. Let's uh, go ahead and fire offensive coordinator Marcus Brady, which benching of their starting quarterback, trading of running backs, firing their offensive coordinator, it's beginning to feel like a head coach who feels his seat heating up quite a bit. And I really wouldn't have been surprised at that except for the fact that Frank Reich signed such a big extension not that long ago. It's going to be pretty expensive to move on from him. So I don't understand exactly what's happening in Indianapolis. It's kind of... Uh, I would be watching the Colts here. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> There's going to be some shit go down before this is said and done. Facts. Uh, speaking of shit going down. Facts. <laughs> Dan Snyder has potentially started the process of selling the Washington Commanders. So we know Bank of America is on board. 
this may or may not be selling his entire stake in the team. We don't know that yet. It is possible he's looking for another minority owner just for an influx of cash. That is definitely possible at the same time. Nobody likes Dan Snyder, including Washington Commanders organization and, and stuff. So it would make sense to move on. <laughs> we'll see. Facts. Uh, he probably makes too much money to justify it in his own head still. So if you're a Dan Snyder hater, I recommend not buying tickets to the Washington Commanders. But also, that sucks. So do what you want to do. <laughs> it it's also tough because we've covered this before but you don't get the primary source of your income as the nfl from ticket sales right 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 and how are you just gonna not watch your favorite team so this is it's bad yeah so, exactly uh there have been a couple of reports on who's looking to purchase at least this minority stake tmz Reported Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z are working together on this. I have seen a couple of folks who lost the bid on the Broncos are putting together a package together, which definitely makes sense. You know, if you want an NFL team and don't get the first one, try and try again. Uh, <laughs> Clearly you have the say, money. I will say Jeff Bezos has been tied to Washington for quite some time now. For some reason, I don't even really understand why. He's not connected to the area at all. He just definitely has the money to do so if he wants to. He could 100% be the sole owner and richest owner at the same time in the NFL. I don't know if he wants to do that. He's been linked to NFL teams for a long time. Uh, so it does raise an interesting question, though. He is still the executive chairman at Amazon. And... With Amazon's media deal with the NFL now, would this potentially be a conflict of interest? I don't know that it would be. It might be more in the other direction where it's a little bit too much horizontal integration. Uh, either way, this is an interesting business question. <laughs> and... If Bezos actually decides to put an offer on the table, I'm sure this will be discussed at, at length, at least in courts and stuff, not necessarily by the public. I Personally, I would argue that it would be a conflict of interest. Um, i not a business major, but I would argue that it would be simply because how can he, in good faith, negotiate a contract on either side if he is a 132nd my yeah holder of the NFL negotiations. Yeah, it's definitely true. Um, he could also just claim he's recusing himself from those negotiations on one side or the other. <laughs> Not that that actually helps, but you know. How about we'll see? We'll see what happens. How about both? I mean, I'm okay with that. <laughs> So we have some games going on because the trade deadline wasn't exciting enough. We actually have games this weekend, too. Starting off with the primetime stuff, tonight right now actually is Eagles-Texans currently tied up at 7, I believe. Uh, but 
Philadelphia's 13-point favorites in Houston, and makes sense to me. We don't have picks for those games because they've started already by the time we start the show. But, uh, yeah, I would say the Eagles are probably going to win. And then <laughs> let's get into the games we actually have picks for. We do that. Probably good to look at our pick em records so far this season. I'm catching up to you boys. Uh, not you, Tug, but Bug, I'm catching up to you. and so yeah we need to talk about monday night because i did go five and oh last week the browns kind of dominated the entire game i definitely did not expect that i thought it would be close and there would be a couple of plays go the browns way um but no it ended up being 25 to nothing at one point and then 32 13 was your final Garbage time is important, man. Uh, I I thought Nick Chubb was going to try and uh, Nick Chubb did, I believe, get to second all time uh, for a really weird category. He's the second fastest player in franchise history to reach 10 touchdowns in a single season. I hate that there are so many layers to that, but it is technically something that the Browns recognized as a thing. So, yeah. Good job, Nick Chubb. Uh, but we have some more games happening this week, of course. Sunday night, we can start off with the Titans at the Chiefs. Uh, being in Kansas City definitely worries me for the Titans. At the same time, most of their recent matchups, the Titans had the edge because Kansas City and Tennessee play so much of a different style. And running the ball can help you control the game better. Not always. And certainly if you give Patrick Mahomes two seconds, he has potential for a touchdown. At the same time, if you control the ball for 40 minutes of the game, you're going to have a good shot at winning. I'm expecting Malik Willis to start, and I'm expecting Derrick Henry to go near 200 yards again, if not more than that. And I'm going to say the Titans win this one. The way the Chiefs win is slowing down Derrick Henry, for sure, or outscoring him inside of the five minutes of possession they actually have. So it's going to be a tough one for both teams, honestly. What do you think? If my internet lets me speak here, uh, I'm definitely thinking – yeah, the Chiefs can 100% outscore Derrick Henry in the five minutes they have the ball uh, <laughs> because the Titans still don't have a pass defense. They're they're severely lacking a pass rush right now. Um, I don't see how they slow down the Chiefs. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next up, we do have Monday Night Football, Ravens at Saints. We're all taking the road team in this one. The spread is only three points in Baltimore's favor, and I will say I was – a little bit undecided on this. At the time, Lamar Jackson started to turn things on last week. It looked like it wasn't as close of a game as it was in the beginning there for the Ravens. I'm hoping they pick that up because I do have Lamar Jackson as my MVP pick still. Uh, I, yeah, the, <laughs> the Ravens are just more talented all the way around. Uh, the Saints have QB problems right now. They don't quite know who they're going with. Th- to me, this is a no-brainer for the Ravens. 
And of course, Bug is picking the Chiefs and the Ravens as well. Uh, Locks up with Tug here. I'm hoping I have a chance to catch up there with the Titans. We'll see. We'll see. Our games to watch this week. We'll start with Bug's game that he picked out for us. The Rams at the Buccaneers. Two very underperforming teams at this point in the season. Rams potentially because of the Super Bowl hangover. The Buccaneers because of the divorce hangover. I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> the free agency hangover. The uh, not having an offensive line anymore hangover. All sorts of expressions you can put there. Either way, Tampa Bay is favored by three. I will say that is the standard spread if they're even and it's you give it the home team by three. Um, because of that, and because understanding how these teams play, yeah, this is a hard game to pick. Uh, I, I'm going with the home team for the simple reason of the home team. I'm going Buccaneers on this one. I fully understand Bug going with the Rams. Both teams have a very good potential to win this one. What do you think, Tug? So I'm not going to lie to you. I could see this game going either way. I didn't quite know how to pick it myself. Uh, What I translated that to was, well, bug pick first, and he picked the Rams, and I need to get some separation (laughs) there. Um, Smart. (laughs) It also doesn't help that Cooper Cup is battling some injuries right now himself. Matt Stafford still doesn't know there's another receiver on that team. I don't know. I think the Bucs pull one out. Is there another receiver on that team? Alan Robinson? Uh, mm, never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he played for the Bears for a few years. Well, speaking of the Bears, I'm taking the BDT Bowl because fuck you guys. <laughs> Didn't want either of you to be able to pick it. <laughs> Dolphins at the Bears. It's tug at Bug. <laughs> um, Tug. This is a solid favorite for sure. I agree with that. Let's be honest with you. Miami's the better team on paper and on the field so far this season. However, the Bears are making progress. You like to see it. I don't think they're good enough to beat the Dolphins right now. Of course, Bug's not going to pick against his favorite team. So, <laughs> look. My you you guys have seen it from me before. I will pick games based off my analysis. Um, Two has been damn near unstoppable this year. Uh, when when he's healthy, he has Ty and Jalen. Um, he and he finishes the game. He's actually undefeated this year. Yeah. Um, his one loss on the season was the game he died. Um, now you add in Bradley Chubb, who gives us a pass rush without a blitz. You add in some more speed with Jeff Wilson. Uh, Bears just lost Akeem Hicks and Roquan Smith. Uh, it's an uphill battle, man. Um, Robert, Quinn. Roquan Smith. Robert Quinn, my bad. Akeem Hicks was over the offseason. Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't see it. Yeah, cool. They get Clay Sh- uh, Clay Chapool. Yeah, Chase Claypool. Um, that's that's one wide receiver. I don't know. I just. I mean, I agree ana- with you. The yeah, Dolphins I know. Should win. The I the mean. analysis on this game is is this should be Miami's game. Uh, the caveat would be if the Bears come out hot and Miami comes out slow, which has happened the past couple weeks. The Bears might be able to get I'm, out to an early lead. I don't know I'm if that's how it's going to go. Caveat. 
I'm going to say the caveat is if there's horrendous weather because the Bears That's seem to valid. win the games. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Now, now I'm curious. While you're looking up the weather in Chicago over the weekend, uh, I will introduce your game for you here. The Bills at the Jets uh, does have some big impl- implications for them race. Should be interesting since both teams at least did make some moves at the trade deadline. Um, I mean, the Jets already had a trade for a running back. They did trade one of their rotational edge rushers to the Broncos as well. Um, I don't think it'll affect them too much, but Buffalo with uh, another running back to their rotation there. And yeah, there there are all sorts of intrigue going on. The Bills are definitely the better team though. Let's be real. Uh, I'll just, I'll say it for you. We're, we're going Bills all across the board here, even though it should be an interesting matchup. So I, I am going to come in here and say, well, yes, I'm picking the Bills to win. We pick on the outright. The Bills at 13-point favorites against the Jets, that seems kind of steep for an in-division matchup. I'm yeah. not a huge fan of that. I might be leaning Jets against the spread, um, but we pick straight up, so I'm going to pick the Bills here. What did you find up in the meantime there? Uh, sunny and 65. It was if it was okay. on set if it was a game on Saturday, it'd be a different story. Sunny and 65, the Dolphins win 10 times out of 10. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that's our picks for the games this weekend that we're gonna be watching out for. Uh, in the meantime, I know everybody has fantasy matchups. Um why don't we take a look at wide receivers? Who do you got for us to sit and who do you got for us to start? Look, man, I'm sorry. Um, I, you need to say Garrett Wilson this week. Zach Wilson did not look that great Ooh. last week. Um, the Bills have <laughs> one of the best secondaries in the league, at least Ooh. on paper this year. I'm not a fan of this matchup. I hope to God I'm wrong, but I'm not a fan of this matchup. I'm actually Aren't sitting like there. all the Bills' safeties hurt right now, though? That has not stopped them from stopping the pass. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Garrett Wilson can figure it out. <laughs> you say that, but my dude went like won the first four games he played this season, loses one game, and now Jets fans are calling for for his job already. You gotta love New York Jets fans, man. Um, well, I'm just thinking that if Zach Wilson plays bad enough in the first half, we can get Joe Flacco back out there, and, and then, then with Joe Flacco yeah. go off for eight touchdowns in the second half. I don't know about eight, but yeah, I get your point. 87 um, touchdowns in the second half. <laughs> my my next pick, uh, this one is a little bit of a, I'm going to stick my neck out there. This is a prove it to me type game for Alan Lazard. I still have him on my fantasy roster. I am starting him this week in large part due to a lot of buys. Um, <laughs> that being said, I do like the mat- matchup against the Lions. And if if he's going to solidify himself, in Green Bay, he needs to have a game, especially after they just had no acquisitions at the trade deadline. Um, 100%, 100% thinking Alan Lazard's going to have a great game. That Detroit Lions secondary likes to get torched, although Jeff Okuda has been playing better. They still like to get torched, and they can't finish games. Uh, so I, I'm looking to start Alan Lazard this week. I understand all of your reasoning. I just don't love it. Let's go to the running backs. <laughs> These are Bugs picks, uh, but hopefully you can help us understand them a little bit. I'll do my best. Um, 
I say that. I say that. All right. So uh, Tyler Algier um, played amazing last week. Uh, but the big negative here is it looks like quarter L Patterson's coming back. Uh, you get Scorter L Patterson. He falls on the depth chart. He doesn't get a lot of points. Uh, it's, it's not worth the risk this week until we know for sure what's going on. Uh, so we got to sit, you, you, you have to sit Tyler Algier. Uh, it's, it's tough, man. You like to, to capitalize on a running back. Uh, but this just ain't it. Not, not this time. Uh, Ben is favoring Naheem Hines going into Buffalo for his first game. The jets have struggled at covering running backs out of the backfield. Uh, Naheem Hines is a receiving back, uh, which is going to fit in perfectly for the Buffalo bills who don't run the ball. They just throw it and Josh Allen scrambles when he needs to. Uh, this really is a perfect fit into this offense. Uh, and he catches the ball better than Zach Moss. Um, I'm going to say, though, it's probably going to be difficult to get Naheem Hines going so quickly since none of their running backs so far have been that great at catching passes out of the backfield. None of them were just design plays on the fly and say, hey, let's uh, have you run some rounds out of nowhere. And that's what I don't know is going on, because the the Bills really do like to use their running backs in protection schemes. Um, And Naheem's Hines. Naheem Hines is not a, a pass blocker. He doesn't have the size. Uh, he is a poor man's Christian McCaffrey, if, honestly, um, or poor man's Alvin Kamara. Uh, you, you get your choice because they're the same running back, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I, I like the fit in the offense if they have those run schemes built in. I just don't know that they do. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we will we will certainly see and report back to you Monday. <laughs> Hopefully you don't take that advice too seriously because we are barely above 500 so far. And this week we are making some bold picks. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we're trying our best doing our doing some due diligence, not picking the obvious guys, trying to go for some deep cuts. So, you know, if you pay attention. Might be worth listening to. Um, so let's go ahead and get into some college news and yeah, there's a lot happening mostly in terms of injuries right now though. And I don't want to talk about all of that much with injuries is I don't like doing that personally, uh, not only for the vibe of the show, but also just because these guys are still in college. It's not really cool to be talking about them like this. Um, So I'll keep the injury talk to a minimum, but that being said, the Michigan state situation, definitely going to have to talk about that. Four more players have been suspended. That's a total of eight. Now, most of these guys were starters too. And this is rough. Michigan state was already having a very bad year on the field and just had to suspend eight of their players. Mel Tucker had to come out and make a huge statement. This isn't who we are kind of a deal. Uh, Well, apparently it was for eight of your guys. So that's rough. Uh, I don't expect Michigan State to win another game. We'll see. see. Uh, I do have to talk about two injuries here. Really big impact guys. Nolan Smith, linebacker for Georgia. Uh, Pretty big long-term injury here he tore his pec he's out the rest of the season probably not going to see him on the field again for the bulldogs 
he's going to head to the NFL draft. Hopefully his injury isn't severe enough that it holds him back from doing that. Uh, Casey Thompson, quarterback for Nebraska, is day-to-day with his throwing arm banged up. This really hurts Nebraska's chances of getting back into that Big Ten West race. I know they've been losing. They were still technically in the race for the Big Ten West. Uh, But, yeah, being without your starting quarterback is going to really hurt you there. Um, And I've put it off for too long. Let's go ahead and get into the real real McCoy. Uh, College football playoff. I have one thing. I have one thing to do before we get into the college football playoff rankings. Just because we brought up Nebraska, this news was breaking. Uh, confirm it for me, or am I wrong before I say it? We we don't know yet. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't even say it. It's a complete okay. rumor. And copy. If, if you know, you know. But if you don't know, it's a rumor, and you don't need to know. We'll probably okay. be talking about it Monday, but you're not talking about it yet. <laughs> That's okay. Just was missing it. My bad. Yep. No, you're good. I'm just. Making it real obvious. <laughs> it um, has to do with Nebraska. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah, college football playoff rankings are out. Uh, we still want to compare the BDT trench ratings every week to the AP poll just because that's interesting. And for the AP still puts out a poll after this. Uh, but on Thursday's show, we'll be able to compare it to the college football playoff rankings, which we now have. Uh, Tennessee at number one, Ohio State number two, Georgia number three, Clemson number four. I don't like almost any of this, um, especially Alabama being above TCU still. Uh, LSU being in the top 10 as a six and two team. Come on. That's so obviously only there to prop up Alabama. Uh, it's It's kind of egregious at this point in my mind. It, it absolutely is. Um, and you look at this and sure, you can say, where are all these records, right? Like, but this is why I hate the resume test. That's not using a true strength of schedule. I don't know, like maybe BDT uses a true strength of schedule. Um, because all you see right now is, well, Tennessee has a win over the number six team. Right. Well, do they? Or Alabama's playing in the number 10 team this year. What? Well, are they, or are we just putting them there subjectively right. to increase one team's resume over another? This, this is what I hate about the college football playoff. I will say probably regardless of whatever else happens in college football, uh, the first rank versus rank matchup we're going to be talking about will decide who's number one in both the college football Facts. playoff rankings and probably also in the BDT trench ratings next week. Well, so maybe <laughs> it's very possible. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into that, shall we? Uh, before we do so, here's where we stand right now for college pickums. Uh, I started pulling away last week, but I also have enough different picks this week that you very well could catch me right now. So <laughs> exciting stuff. Stay yeah. tuned, folks. Still, still full on battle for that gold medal. Nothing decided yet. Uh, but yeah, the first ranked matchup of the week, number one, Tennessee at number three, Georgia. Uh, Georgia is an eight point favorite right now. That spread has moved around so much. <laughs> I think it started as double digits, then went below a touchdown. And I think right now it's at eight. This spread is everywhere, which way. 
but kind of understandable. Tennessee's having their best season since 1998, for sure, by a long shot. And Georgia is not looking as dominant as they did last year. So, very intriguing matchups. However, it's in Georgia. I really do believe Georgia is the better overall team, just in terms of the defense is so much better. And the offense, Georgia's defense is better than Tennessee. Georgia's offense is better than Tennessee's defense, in my mind. Right. So, that combination of things, I think Georgia's a better team and they're at home. I'm taking Georgia. Look, man, I agree with most of what you just said. And if you had come to me last week before the games and said that, I would have agreed with you completely. Uh, But the way Tennessee's defense played last week, I have to disagree. I think they are at least on par, if not better than Georgia's offense. Um, This is the definition of a strength-on-strength matchup. Which one pulls out a one or two possessions is what this is going to come down to. Which one pulls out that one possession they shouldn't have? and turns it into six and what team makes the stop when they probably shouldn't uh, and prevents any points from getting on the board. I I'm hedging my bets on Tennessee, making that happen this week. Uh, The playmakers they have on offense uh, specifically Hendon hooker is absolutely insane right now. Um, I don't know if I'm on board with calling him my Heisman favorite. I know that that's out there and he is the betting favorite for the Heisman right now. Um, I just, Woo. If he beats Georgia, if he beats Georgia, it's not gonna be much of a leg for me to stand on. So I guess that's what I'm looking for to see here is can <laughs> he piece that together? Yeah, and there's no way in hell Bugs ever taken Tennessee. So me and him on the Georgia train here. Uh next ranked matchup of the day is a top 10 matchup now, thanks to the playoff committee putting LSU at number 10. Uh number six is that Alabama is heading to town down in Louisiana. Um, I will say Alabama is the better team, but also Alabama has struggled on the road now and it's not, not like a, but also LSU has struggled at home. That is also true. (laughs) I'm taking Alabama. They're they're just the far superior team in my mind. Bugs taking LSU because of that home field issue. Really has struggled on the road, and it, it depends on who shows up. There could be, there are some very talented players on this LSU team, and if they if they show up, it probably will be a much better game than the spread. I'm taking Alabama though. So I'm I'm looking at this, and and you're right. Alabama's had issues on the road, specifically with penalties. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Not to the same level again. More importantly, both teams have talented players. So when I get into this type of matchup, I can't really determine if there's home field advantage or not, especially when one team struggles at home while the other struggles on the road. Um, what what am I looking at? Well, I'm looking at coaches. And I will take Nick Saban nine days out of nine days over Brian Kelly. Um, and, and that's what I'm, I'm riding on Nick Saban to, to coach the tie to a victory this weekend. That was a great opportunity to say every day of the week and twice on Saturday. Nope. And you you just didn't do it. I am Um, my own man. You know this. This is unacceptable. You are unacceptable. damn it. (laughs) I will with my next two picks. Fair enough. 
Uh, actually, none of us are conforming with this next one. Number 24, Texas at number 13, Kansas State. Texas is favored in this game by two and a half points. We are all taking the Wildcats in this one. Uh, I don't even know if Adrian Martinez is back. It doesn't matter in it my It doesn't line. matter. That's the because, thing is it does not matter. Yeah. Kansas State with their backup quarterback just beat Oklahoma State 48 nothing. And Quinn so, Ewers has not been consistent. He has had flashes, but then he has looked like garbage. Um, whereas K-State, regardless of who's under center, has looked consistently good all year. Uh, this is K-State's game. I don't understand Texas being favored. I also kind of in a stretch way understand them being ranked at all but i wouldn't have ranked them in the top 25 personally that's just uh you know hey hey don't give out our secrets of where people are ranked i'm, I'm not saying where they're ranked in the bdt rankings i'm saying personally speaking i wouldn't have them in the top 100 fuck texas Horns damn down. damn <laughs> Next ranked matchup in the FBS level, we do have Wake Forest at NC State, number 21 at number 22. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that good of a game, as number 21 at number 22 sounds like it should be, because Devin Leary's still out, and NC State without Devin Leary has looked pretty fucking awful. Uh, that is yep. not at all an over-exaggeration. Last week, they almost lost to Virginia Tech, and it took some fourth-quarter heroics to beat them by one point. Now, I understand Wake Forest just lost to a mediocre at best Louisville team. That was caused by one quarter of six turnovers. That's not happening again. <laughs> Let's just be real. <laughs> um, I, I'm taking Wake Forest, and I would take them against the spread, too. The spread's four and a half. I'm, I would take them by at least a touchdown. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Which is wild because I think NC State is very talented, but Devin Leary being out kind of kills all the faith I have in the team. 100%. Uh, for the record, we are all three of us taking Kansas State and all three of us taking Wake Forest. I don't know if I mentioned Bucks picks for those two. <clears throat> the next slide here is the FCS ranked matchups. Um, yeah, only two this week. A little bit wild. Usually more FCS ranked matchups than FBS ranked matchups, seems like. This is where I can make up a lot of ground and also lose a lot of ground right I know. here in this. Yeah. I know. <laughs> this is also this scary. How you, I want to point this. out to everybody I do not hate Weber State. I just like the other team more. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, three weeks in a row you've picked against Weber State now. <laughs> hey, I'm one in one on picking against them. If we follow so tradition. Far? If we follow tradition, this one should be a dub. If we follow tradition, I should beat you all the time. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. <laughs> so anyway, let's get to talking about what actually is happening here. Number three, Sacramento State at number six, Weber State. This is the, I feel like the fourth time we've talked about Sacramento State this year. And Probably like the fifth time things. we've talked about Weber State. Yeah. The big sky is good. What can we say? Uh, <laughs> these two teams are a big part of that. So, uh, Sacramento State's 8-0. They're actually looking like one of the greatest teams in the FCS, period. I'm surprised they're not higher than number three. I might 
even honestly have them tied for number one right now, personally. Um, at the same time, Weber State's one loss is on some bullshit from their backup long snapper. I don't care. I think overall, Weber State is actually the more talented roster right now. Other than the backup long snapper position. Uh, and Sacramento State's been playing with fire here a couple of weeks. I'm going to say Weber State pulls this one out. I don't have a lot of confidence in that, though. A big reason is Weber home team helps me feel better about this, but I, I don't like either pick here. This is going to be a good game. This is going to be a good game, and I, I don't know, man. I just – I like Sacramento State here. I have no good reason behind it. Um, it it seems like the right pick. They're rolling – you're saying that Sacramento State's been playing with fire. Well, so has Weber State. Um, both of these teams are playing with fire right now, which makes it dangerous, which is what makes this a fantastic game. Uh, so I'm taking like Sacramento State. Seven overtime thriller right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 70 something to 70 something straight up basketball score. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Bug is taking Weber State as well, which is kind of funny to me, honestly, because he was just talking about how he hates teams named the Wildcats. And then he just keeps he taking Weber State. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our second and final ranked FCS matchup of the weekend is number 21, New Hampshire, at number 14, Richmond, uh, New Hampshire Wildcats at the Richmond Spiders. I'm going to be honest here. New Hampshire came out of nowhere for me. I did not expect New Hampshire to play well this year at all. They're undefeated in the conference and have a very real shot at winning the CAA this year uh, now that James Madison's gone. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is a actually great matchup. I have no confidence, once again, in either team being dominant here. I'm kind of taking the home team. We're, we're going to play a quick game. Okay. Uh, we're going to play the quick game of how many FCS ranked FCS schools can we find that are within three and a half hours from Tug's hometown? Uh, hey, look, we found one. It's UNH, another one. Um, I love being from the Northeast. I never had a true FBS program I could follow, and FCS football never really intrigued me when I was younger. Um, but now seeing how successful New England football really can be uh, outside of UMass and UConn, it kind of makes me really interested in it. So I'm a ride with the uh, de facto hometown team because I have no other reason to select any other team. But it's the Spiders. That's just fun. Yeah, but but it's New Hampshire, which is also fun. There New Hampshire is, is not fun. Come on. Okay, hold on. You ready? Let me sell you here. There's no alcohol sales tax in New Hampshire. All right. I'm picking New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> New Hampshire's not fun. Bro, we all go to New Hampshire to buy our liquor. Like, let's just be real. I'd never heard that before. I have yeah. a very different opinion of New Hampshire now after this show. There is no liquor tax in New Hampshire. And I'm telling you, man, that like not even one mile. Like, no, no, no. You cross the border on I-95. There's not even an exit. There's just a liquor store on the side of the highway. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so that does it for our ranked matchups this weekend, though, at both levels of Division One football. 
and let's talk about our picks for games to watch this weekend. Uh, Bug gave us a real snoozer, in my opinion, here. Yes. Yeah, uh, the only reason he's taking this is because Michigan State has suspended eight different guys, and he wants to laugh at them, which I kind of understand, and I also feel bad for them a little bit. I Yeah. Michigan State at Illinois. Illinois ought to demolish them at this point. Michigan State's nothing the rest of the season. The Most only likely. Thing, let's be the, let's just be real. Only thing that might make this interesting is the curse of Nebraska. Um pretty much every team that's played Nebraska this year after they've beat Nebraska has then gone on to lose like the next three or four games, aside from Georgia Southern. Um No, Georgia Southern did too. I thought they finally started winning. Yeah, they've started winning again, but they oh, lost okay. like the next three. Okay, so that's the only thing that might make this interesting is the curse of Nebraska. That's true. I am not putting faith into the curse of Nebraska. I am taking the Illini. I am as well, and so is Bug. Um, My game of the weekend is going to be very hard to find, so if you want to watch this game, good luck to you. recommend subscribing to Fubo TV. Other than that, I don't know how you would ever find it. Uh, UTSA at UAB. It's going to be on the stadium network. Never even heard of this before. I have. It's it's a very minor network, I but mean, I have seen it. I can tell that from the name of it. But <laughs> uh, UTSA at UAB. So this is a huge Conference USA matchup. UTSA is currently 6-2. and two. Their only losses. Uh, one of their losses is to Houston in, the, in week one in overtime, which was just brutal. And then uh, they lost a power five game. So it's, it, I think UTSA is the better team here, just pure talent wise. They're at UAB. I understand UAB is kind of a hard place to play, uh, which is why UAB is getting so much respect, even by Vegas. But the spread's even because nobody knows what's going to happen in this one. I think it's going to be a fantastic matchup, actually. I'm picking UTSA to win, probably by a very narrow margin. But this I is, this, I think it's going to be a fantastic group of five game. This is going to be a fantastic game, but this is a, uh, I need to make up some ground pick for me that. And I, I frankly, <laughs> frankly, I just like the, the blazers mascot and logo. Uh, some arrived with the, uh, blazer, I, uh, dragons, I mean, blazers, but it's the UTSA Roadrunners, dude. That's I will take fun. a dragon over a Roadrunner any day of the week. Now, if this now if they were the UAB Wolves, that'd be a different story. You mean Coyotes? Yeah, Coyotes, Wolves, same thing. Definitely not, but okay. Uh, talk about your game. <laughs> Look, I have to take this one. This is the Commanders Classic, um, the newly dubbed Commanders Classic now, uh, now that uh, USA is sponsoring this game all the way through. It's in Dallas this year. Uh, we'll be going to Denver next year. Uh, hmm. All that being said, Air Force ver- versus Army. Uh, here's my issue with this. Uh, currently, they're playing it not at AT&T. They couldn't get Jerry to buy in. Uh, they're playing it at uh, Globe Life Park, which if you have been in a baseball stadium for a football game, you will understand how bad that is in terms of sight lines. Uh, there's nothing that gets close enough to the action. Uh, so I hate that this is on the road or uh, this is at a neutral site, specifically the neutral site that it's in. Uh, however, I'm looking at this and Air Force has 
play seriously played down to their opponents in conference yeah. this year. Uh, even out of conference, they played down to Navy. Like that was a closer game than it should have been. That has me worried. I do think Air Force pulls this one out and brings the Commander in Chief trophy back home. I'm expecting so as well. Army's just not playing well this season, and it's mostly on the defensive side of the ball. The offense is fine at times for Army. Defense is not. So I'm expecting Air Force to win this one. This is worth it to say as well uh, that the Commander-in-Chief's trophy is 100% on the line on this game because Army had it last year. So if Army beats Air Force, regardless of what happens in the Navy game, Army retains. If Air Force wins, Air Force takes it home. Uh, so, So the trophy is on the line for this game. Does that help change your opinion of Troy at all this season? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Bug take basically locks up with you once again. Uh, Illinois, UAB, Air Force, all the way down here. Um, but I think these are good games to watch, even though we're mostly memeing ourselves. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, that leads us to some prospects to watch out for this weekend. I had a fantastic one. I was very much looking forward to reviewing for the offense. His name is Sam Wigless. You may have heard of him already by now because he's making some national headlines for how amazing he's doing at the University of Ohio. Yeah, I'm too late to get that in because he's now only playing on Maction Tuesdays the rest of the freaking season. It just doesn't work with the timing of the show to put him on as a prospect preview. I did want to shout him out, though. Uh, receiver Sam Wigless is doing fantastic for the Ohio Bobcats. Uh, at the same time, I need to watch guys on Saturday. So I'm going to take Rasheed Rice, uh, wide receiver from SMU. He had several Power 5 offers, decided to stay closer to home and get some immediate playing time which has certainly translated into uh, a lot of development, a lot of development for him. Really changed his game from only a deep threat to someone who's able to work underneath a little bit to now the featured receiver who can do everything. Uh, Really come on in 2022, looking fantastic so far, almost a thousand yards already this season. And, If you don't believe me that he's the number one featured guy, he leads second place on the team in catches by, he has four times the catches that second place on the team has. He has four times the yards the second place on the team has receiving yards. Uh, He has over two times the touchdowns, receiving touchdowns the second place on the team has. It's crazy. He's the target. If if Tanner Mordecai is throwing the ball, it's going to Rasheed Rice. So <laughs> watch out for this guy. Double cover him. It, I think teams have started to do so, and he's still catching the ball. So damn it, worth watching. This guy might end up getting a mid round selection out of this production in his senior season. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm finally taking an FCS prospect. I felt bad just not talking about any FCS guys at this point. Uh, But Malik Ham is certainly worth discussing for the Lafayette 
uh, I don't even know what their mascot is. I think they're the Wildcats too, actually, even though it looks kind of like a Bobcat. Uh, so Malik Ham has been at Lafayette for more than four years at this point. He is, uh, at, took that extra year of COVID eligibility. That's why his stats look so down in 2020, not because he was playing poorly, but because that's one and a half sacks in three games. Uh, really freaking good. Actually. <laughs> I have an Go update with- for you. Yeah. Go ahead. They they went with the alliteration. They're the Lafayette Leopards. Uh, a, a kind of wildcat. So technically. So hold on. Who do they play this weekend? Colgate. Does Colgate take three L's on the weekend? <laughs> That's <laughs> awful. That's awful. Uh, yeah, Is it so really it's... a show without a bad tug joke? Yeah, it could be. We nope. can dream. Nope. So Malik Ham at defensive end has easy tackle numbers every season, uh, including career high last year of 64 tackles as a defensive end last year. Uh, he's already the career leader in Lafayette school history in sacks and just keeps adding to his total. He generates turnovers. He does everything you could possibly ask of out of the, out of a defensive end. He is a little bit underweight for an NFL defensive end. I will say that he's probably pushing UDFA territory because of that issue alone. At the same time, you can't argue with his production. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a roster. He is on the Buck Buchanan award watch list, which is the defensive Heisman basically at the FCS level. And he's playing a really bad Colgate team. I kind of want to see him ball out. So (laughs) watch out for Malik Cam. Stand it. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that's what I got for prospects to watch out for this weekend. I like it. I like it. And I do believe that's everything we had for this show, which seems like it moved way faster than normal. But at the same time, we didn't have to talk 30 minutes at length about some kind of weird business deal happening. So, you know, all good. Dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. This it is worth noting that this was one of the wilder NFL trade deadlines I have seen. Yeah, true. Um, usually you get maybe a, a rotational piece here, rotational piece there. You saw three starting guys move uh, at this trade deadline. That That's nuts in the NFL. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Bug's not here, so I have to do his job for him real quick and just say, um, what kind of teacher never farts in public? Uh, what? I don't know. A private tutor. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, could I have some help out with the links? Because Lord knows, as soon as I start, I'm gonna I'm gonna lag out. Yeah. So we have Patreon, which if you support us, we insanely appreciate it. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, all just BDT football on those platforms. We also have a website, bdtfootball.com. Uh, two differences there, right? Twitch and YouTube. You can find us both of those locations. Big dudes in the trenches, all spelled out like that. Uh, Instagram, we do have an Instagram account. 
would appreciate a follow at the same time. We're working on some new things to do with that account. So stay tuned in the future, but that's BDT underscore football. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you have check us out live on Twitch as we're doing these Monday and Thursday, do it. And join, join the discord, which has a funky link because that's how discord works. And I'm not going to read that. Yeah, don't read that. And it is worth <laughs> noting that the YouTube is youtube.com slash at uh, BDT or at big dudes in the trenches. All one yeah. word. Um, yeah. I will yeah. post those in the description below, along with Ben's Movember, uh, Movember link. Yeah. If you want to support men's health, uh, highly recommend it. Um, but with that, with that, I think that's all the time we have on the show today. Thank you for watching or for listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win in the trenches.